This podcast episode reflects the opinions of the guests and not of Brown Rudnick. This episode is presented for informational purposes only and is not intended to be construed or used as general legal advice nor solicitation of any type. Brown Rudnick does not represent that the securities, products, or services discussed in this podcast are suitable for any particular investor. Our guest today is Morten Reining, the founder and CEO of CityQ. CityQ is an e-mobility company based in Oslo, Norway, that is developing a four-wheel weather-protected family and cargo e-bike with car-like technology and capabilities. Morten has over 25 years of experience investing in, founding and leading tech startups, including his current roles as chairman of ShareBike, which offers car-free mobility solutions on an enterprise level, and as co-founder of AI Sport, the developer of a travel assistant app. It's great to speak to you, Morton. Hi, thanks, Sarah. Can you tell us about CityQ and your founder's story? Norway is the country of electric vehicles and the second home of Teslas. We have more electric vehicles than any other country in the world, and approximately 60 to 70% of all cars sold in Norway are electric. So it's natural for us to kind of look upon what can we do with other electric vehicles, smaller electric vehicles. And five years back in time, Oslo decided to abandon car traffic in inner city. That was quite a big shift. And I started looking upon what's happening elsewhere and saw this as part of a bigger trend. And I've been working with trend analysis before. So seeing this as big disruptiveness change, new regulations coming in, new technology and changing market preference, making it really an interesting part to be in. And also very fond of, of seeing how we could work with uh, sustainability. So that's kind of background from where I'm coming. You've written about partnerships as a business model. Can you talk a bit about the different partnerships that CityQ has forged and how those partnerships are critical to CityQ's success? Yeah, that's, that's very important to whatever I believe in that partners are the enablers to access and speed. And we have defined strategic partners both within technology as well as market access. So even with competitors, we try to see how we can build synergies rather than just looking upon us as competitors. So within technology, we're working with some awesome new technology for how can you replace the hassle of a normal bike, which is the chain, it is the gear, and how can you make it be connectivity as almost like a smartphone? So we work with big players like Scheffler, with Hyundai and Heinzmann. And in the market area, we've been contacting with other cargo players, others that works in the same mobility space. And very often this comes across as something that we see synergies after talking a while. So right now we have distribution channels all over the world that could either be on assembly level or just retailer level. So whenever somebody chooses to travel with an e-bike over, say, a conventional automobile, greenhouse gases are, are avoided. How does CityQ fit into the drive for net zero? Yes, I guess we kind of are the net zero, especially compared to any type of a car. I mean, if going from petrol to electric car, that is okay. But the benefit is marginal compared to downsizing the weight of a car. So think about it. Every time you take your car to the local grocery store, going like one to three to five kilometer, your pollution is 10 to 20 times more than compared to taking a cargo bike like CityQ. 
We have downsized the weight of a, a vehicle from two ton towards 80 kilo. And you've also the pedal assist and the other parts that that's put into it. So we, we reduce both pollution and energy consumption with 90 to 95%. And in addition, your cost will be 20% less per kilometer. So this is both like cost efficient, but it also very much about net zero emission. You're based in Norway, and I know that there's a lot of market opportunities. Where are you looking to expand to? Yeah, so even uh, though Norway is a good market for electric vehicles, it's a very small market. We're like 5 million persons, so wouldn't make sense to make a bike just fitting for the Norwegian market. So we're looking upon the whole global market as relevant. But we're in the market of urban transport. And what we're seeing in Europe is Europe is actually driving the green deal, the green shift towards going from car traffic to cycling. And Europe has the incentives. It also had the, the density that enabled this kind of shift. And in Europe, we're seeing Germany as the main market. So if we're able to bring the person version and the cargo version and cargo bikes to Germany, that is where we would have the first success. But then we're seeing all other places where traffic is kind of being restricted and where you have bad weather. That means Northern Europe. And then we're seeing a lot of opportunity elsewhere outside Europe. And that's where we're looking for partners for local assembly. I, I could add to that that uh, the volume of this one is that the, the growth in the family and cargo market has been like 60% year by year last year's. And it's supposed to be approximately 30% going forward. And it's expected to reach about 15 billion euro by 2030. And cycling industry in Europe expected to be like 2 million family and cargo bikes sold every year in Europe alone, representing 6% of all e-bikes. So it's it's a huge market uh, in Europe. And in addition, a very interesting market outside Europe. So in such a huge market, how is CityQ e-bike positioned differently from the rest of the market? Yes, I think the easiest way to see it is like if you search on the internet for CityQ, you will know it as soon as you see it. It looks like no other bike. It actually doesn't look like a bike. And one of the questions we often get is, why is this a bike? So we thought that if we really wanted to replace car traffic with cycling, then we should make a bike that it's not just a bike, but could cover the needs of a car regarding weather protection, sitting like in a car with the comfort and safety of a car, combining the cargo and the, and the person transport in one vehicle, and then, in addition, being smart, meaning removing all the hassle of a chain and make it high-tech as a smartphone. So the idea of this one is that you are able to actually change the functionality of the bike by remotely upgrade or called over-the-air upgrades. So like a smartphone, you don't go to the retailer to change functionality. You get it downloaded. It's obvious from a software point of view. But we, we're seeing that happening now with micromobility and CityQ will be uh, a fully uploading or downloading functionality capability. In terms of capital, what have you raised to date? How much are you looking to raise? And how will the investment capital be deployed? Yeah, so to date, we've been raised We've raised about 1.5 million euro, uh, including soft funding and some grants, being approximately 7% of what we've seen comparable development projects. Now we're trying to raise 5 million euro to industrialize the products, set up assembly and molds, uh, buy components and build organization. And for these four areas, it's approximately one fourth on each. 
we already have about 1,000 customers waiting for us to deliver. So uh, it's very much about deciding where to deliver and, and getting the next round of, of pre-orders ready for growing beyond the first year. So what are your kind of near and long-term plans for CityQ? So the vision of what we're trying to make is not a bike, it's a platform for any type of four-wheeler super light vehicle. So as saying, if we can downsize a vehicle that works in urban space into 80 kilo and then being like total connectivity so you could add functionality to it, we try to become kind of a mix of Tesla and Lego, enabling multi-models and software-based functionality. So that is kind of filling all the kind of things we'd like to do in the, in the future, that even though it doesn't look like what you're seeing on the internet today, it's built upon the same platform with the software that can change it in functionality from sports bike to heavy duty to health care problem to cruise control oriented bike. You have a great deal of experience in startups and in tech. If you were to give a fellow clean tech founder one piece of advice, what would it be? Yeah, I guess that's uh, anyone being a startup and entrepreneur guy knows that it's hard to give a good advice because it's very different, but it, it's all a lot of work. I think the best piece of advice would be like work together, partner up and utilize the help from others um, and making sustainable innovation uh, work. I think that's what we need and we need to kind of find and help each other and uh, not only focus on what we can do for ourselves. It was so lovely chatting to you, Martin, and learning about CityQ. Um, if people want to get in touch, how can they reach out to you? Well, I mean, they would be happy just reaching out, searching for Morton Rinning on LinkedIn, or they could use uh, my email, morton at cityq.biz, or just go at cityq.com or cityq.biz. Be happy to have any any contact through that channels. Thank you to Morton, Rinning, and CityQ for joining us today and Greenbackers for putting together the Super Pitch. Be sure to check out all of the companies participating in the Super Pitch at greenbackers.com. If you have feedback on today's episode, please contact communications at brownrudnick.com. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.